Happy Championship Weekend. It is a bonus episode of Dynasty Points. No episode on Tuesday, obviously with the holidays and the travel. We have a quick little bonus. Now, will you learn something Dynasty-related on this program? Probably not. You're going to hear two men who face one another in the Home League Finals. The only and most important matchup for both of us. As I think combined, we might be pushing 85-plus leagues to 90 leagues combined. Uh, this is still the one that holds the most weight for us. You obviously have made it back, Jacob, after losing in year two. I have made it back for the first time since winning in year one, this starting back in 2019. All this episode is going to be is our lineup decisions, how we have figured out uh, what we're going to do with this week, and how we think it's going to turn out. Obviously, with the Amari Cooper news, I was sweating this. We were going to talk it through. Don't got to sweat it. Noah Brown's going in. That's the Dynasty waiver wires for you when you're reaching for Noah Brown. It's not It's not good, Jacob. Um, what are you... What part of this matchup are you most excited about? Because it's you and me. It's obviously we've never had this in the sure. in the full tilt era, and now we get it. Year one of the dynasty points era. This is massive. It's also the rubber match for our playoff matchups this year. We've played yes. two so far. I played you in the first round in the league of record, and you were victorious. I played you in the semifinal in the league, and I was victorious. So this is now our third playoff matchup. So it will decide, A, the home league. It will decide who has the internal bragging rights between us and our playoff matchups this year. It's going to be a blast. Um, the thing that is really scary about it is, like I half-jokingly said to Tom uh, earlier this week, also I apologize if I have a coughing fit on air in advance <laughs> to anyone listening to this. I'm going to try and mute my mic before I do it, but no promises. I think you guys can hear that my voice is uh, not in top form. Um, I was I texted Tom jokingly, um, <laughs> not sure if I'm more nervous for the best ball mania four final or for the home league final. Uh, and it's, it's not as much of a joke as you'd think. What, what, what I didn't quite realize then is that I'm basically facing the same sweat in both. So it's not like I could even get an emotional <laughs> hedge, like effectively, like my, the big, my win condition at best ball media for the very start is like CD lamb needs to outscore Christian McCaffrey because the way that this season has gone, it's that like 80% of the teams that advanced are either Lamb teams or McCaffrey teams. And obviously nobody's a both team because you couldn't have possibly drafted them both the way that the ADPs went. And I'm a Lamb team. And sure enough, I look at my home league lineup and I have Lamb, and Tom has McCaffrey. And and it's like, oh shit. Like, you know, it's 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 like the 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 player that I'm most afraid of ruining my week is of course McCaffrey in this nut not 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 match up coming off of this legendary season against this horrendous Washington defense and I mean that's where it all starts to be in this matchup if McCaffrey if McCaffrey can go for only like 25 to 30 points then I feel like I'm quite live my fear is like the 45 to 50 point McCaffrey explosion where he just wins this thing by himself that's my biggest that's my biggest point of fear in this matchup so let's start with the running backs then. I was going to go quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Like we're going to break down the whole matchup. And I guess little bits you will get is whatever dynasty advice gets uh, thrown in along the way. But you you just kicked it off. Let's let's go through our starting running backs. Obviously, you're rolling in with Bijan against Chicago off of a big game. Arthur Smith could Arthur Smith his way out of Bijan usage, which has to be kind of a sweat. 
And then Aaron Jones against a pretty decent Minnesota defense. The thing is, is Aaron Jones is the best offensive weapon they have. So we could get, and it's, it's a Sunday night game. That's, that's Aaron Jones time. So we could get a 35 Aaron Jones and a, and a, and a 20 Bijan, but both of those are a little iffy. How confident are you? I mean, I feel good about Bijan. Um, honestly, like even even coming off the bad game last week, like I felt pretty great throwing Bijan back into the lineup. Um, I mean, he's truly a tremendous player. This is definitely the harder matchup. Like I, I wrote up Bijan. I think I ranked him as like my RB three overall last week, even coming off of a horrible matchup. And at that point, I was like, look, you know, realistically, the Colts' best run defense is directly up the middle. How you beat them is, you know, you throw to the backs, you get them moving outside. That's how Arthur Smith uses Bijan. So even the way he uses him frustratingly will work this <laughs> week. And it did. He ends up getting 10 targets. He gets a lot of those stretch carries. Not quite as convinced that the matchup sets up quite as well for him this week against a tougher Chicago defense. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not considering benching him or anything like that. I you wish can't. I had McCaffrey, but... Um, it is what it is, and we'll, we'll reverse jinx on. on McCaffrey here. This is what you're you're hyped too much. Look, and I, I don't think Tyler Heineke is like any good, but um, they do play faster with him, and and he they do and he does seem more willing to extend plays. Like Ritter's very much like either he's going to throw it exactly where it's designed, even if there's a linebacker in front of it, or he's just going to like eat a sack, or or he's going to scramble. But Heineke's more that like scramble around, make kind of magic happen in the pocket. Fine guys. And so that, that leads to more of those checkdowns to uh, Bijan Robinson. So um, I like that. Jones, I mean, we'll see. He's um, not a good matchup for most running backs. I think with Jones, like you're always hoping that a lot of it comes in the passing game. And their receivers are really beat up. Like, I don't know if Jaden Reed's going to be back this week. I don't know if Watson's going to be back this week. Fontavian Wicks isn't practicing this week. So it's a must-win game. They still have playoff hopes. I think that their offense has to roll through Aaron Jones in the run game or the passing game. So I'm, I'm optimistic there. I think it's just um worry for me is a vintage Aaron Jones Sunday night primetime game. That's just his feast spot. And, you know, I that's what concerns with me. I do like the matchup. The thing that I'm worried about with Bijan this week is hospital ball Heineke might be bad, but bad is kind of what you want. For this matchup, the dump offs, the checkdowns. I'm hoping Arthur Smith kind of unintelligently ruins fantasy because I have no Bijan teams in the playoffs still. So I, those were all severe tank jobs. The only reason you have them is because we have a lottery for our league, which please, for the love of God, get a lottery because there's no other way that this would have happened without a massive trade. You were the sixth spot, or no, you were early. You no, were early. this league, I tanked. You got last the early. Year. I got right. I earned my Bijan pick. I tanked. Right. And uh, turned it and around. I, I was. I had the. I had the best lottery odds, and I and I won the lottery with those odds and drafted Bijan. So I got it the old fashioned way, but right. uh, we we turned it around. Yeah. Right. Um. So I I really feel, but seriously, play the lottery. It's the best way to do your rookie drafts. Um. Okay. And I'm rolling out Alvin Kamara, who. He's been good. He's been solid. Uh, he's had some blow-up games. Tampa is not the team you want to have a blow-up game against, but they do allow a lot of checkdowns. So the run may not necessarily be there. Carr is playing better, so the offense has a better opportunity. But this is a guy who's catching just an unbelievable... He's got 73 receptions, and he missed four games. So obviously that's what we're hoping for. I kind of have Kamara 
and Aaron Jones kind of in the same I rank. Just, so I feel I like those two survive running back. If you, if, as long as you don't score me by more than like 10 to 15 of running back, right. Then I'm, I'm in it. I just got to well, survive this running back. Rest. Now you keep saying that. And that is because I have Christian McCaffrey, uh, who is carrying this team. I have been on it. Every game has been a playoff game elimination for me for like five straight weeks. And the boys are showing up. And it's been a lot because of McCaffrey. And the reason I said off-air that I think this could be a trap game McCaffrey is because this dude could get pulled so early. If if he's not the one that gets the early... Like, I feel like he needs a touchdown on the first two drives because this could be like a Kittle, Debo, Ayuk pass-a-thon to kind of get Purdy rolling. Like They could really abuse the commanders in that regard, which would really limit McCaffrey's usage. Like... The receptions may not be there this week, and obviously that's what drive it, because if they don't have to check down, they're not going to. And then we could see Mason in the second half, which concerns me. So I think the 45-point game is not really on the table unless it's like in the first half, because his, well, he did, sorry, never mind. He abused he did it against Arizona. Carol, against Arizona. I was going to say, he just abuses. Arizona's a anomaly like his touchdown he has seven touchdowns in two games against them i don't know if they do that again maybe they will but i'm thinking 25 points for mccaffrey is kind of where i have him at this game anything above that will be a bonus to me not 25 means it's lights out for me i think i'm done if he doesn't score I would, 25 i would sign for 25 right now yeah I would sign for it. so i think running backs have an edge I, but i think, I, I I think it's close like one of these one of these 49ers is probably not going to get there because they they will yeah. probably get off by too much eventually but who knows who it is McCaffrey i think it's the safest i think it's debo that's um, not there but We'll we'll see. I mean, the one nice thing I think that everyone on San Francisco has going for it, like Jacoby Brissett being named starter is huge. That increased yeah. the total in this game by almost a oh, touchdown. It's like seven it's and like a half now in this game. Um, and you're also, you know, now he's, now they're playing a professional quarterback. So Washington probably a little more likely to keep pace and less likely to uh, give up a defensive touchdown. <laughs> so you know mm-hmm. that's when you get these blow scripts. The real enemy of the offensive players oh, on six. the team blowing them out is the is the defensive touchdown. Yeah, so that, don't want that that now becomes a lot less likely without Sam Howell serving them up. Right. Um, so I think you're if you have any of those core four 49ers or Purdy, you're you're grateful for Brissett. Right. I think I think if I have an edge, it's running back because uh, and, and maybe tight end. Sure. Well, actually, no, maybe yeah. not this week. Goddamn. But okay, so that's the running backs. I think I have the edge here. Let's talk quarterback because this is really interesting. On any other in any other season, I would have the edge here by a mile, but this year, not great. I'm rolling out what should be the dominant Patrick Mahomes Lamar Jackson stack, and. Patrick Mahomes has been being outscored by Nick Mullins, Jake Browning, a billion backups. Hell, Jacoby Brissett is putting up Mahomes-ish numbers in like five drives. <laughs> like it's bad. Uh, he's been bad, but the volume is there. Just the product. No, the multi-touchdown games aren't there. How he's QB seven still is beyond me. But I have Mahomes, and obviously Lamar Jackson, who uh, the last three games have been pretty good. Uh, last week in San Francisco was really good. Got stuffed at the one. That was really heartbreaking. Stopped it from a 30-point game. 18.5 against Jacksonville on very low volume, but he ran a lot, which we liked. And then he absolutely slaughtered the Rams, which we love. This matchup against Miami in 2019, he blew up. Ever since that 2019 game, Miami has owned Lamar Jackson. No, but not last year. This he had like year, 40 points against them. 
I'm pretty sure last year was the uh, game that last, they figured out all you had to the, do was blitz. Oh, last year was no, the blow-up no, no. second was the second half game where Miami won, but both Lamar and Tua were completely sensational. He had 42 fantasy points on them last year. Right, the year before that was the blitz game, which was yes, not good. Correct. But yeah. uh, this year. Lamar's much better against the blitz. They have a better offense equipped for it. They really shove that in San Francisco's face. So long as flowers and Bateman stop dropping the ball when it's open, you really just have to avoid the obvious Lamar Jackson turnover, which he's usually good for at least one that makes you scratch your head. So I think I have a disadvantage at quarterback simply because you're rolling out Josh Allen. I really don't think it matters who your other QB is. Because Josh Allen can just decide, I'm going to run three touchdowns in this week. It's a four-point passing touchdown league. Uh, he really is a the difference maker. Like There's no bad games with him. He's the QB one again. It's just insane. It's your second quarterback. Let's talk through your second quarterback. Yeah, I don't know who it's going to be, to be honest. Right, that's what we're going to talk about. we got Geno Smith, and we got potentially Trevor Lawrence. But like you said, you're not even really sure you're playing Trevor Lawrence. He's going to yeah, be an so outright. He's going to be a buy for me in the in the offseason because so I know he's going to get yeeted. Yeah, I, I mean, first of all, we don't know if Trevor's going to play. This morning mm-hmm. they said he was going to be limited. It turns out then he didn't practice. I don't I don't know. Um, so honestly, I've not given this start set a whole lot of thought because I'm. it's kind of like the, uh, the Amari Cooper one you're talking about. I'm kind of just hoping the decision is made for me. Right. Um, in the event that it is not made for me, uh, I'm probably 50-50 on it. Um, the Panthers suck. Lawrence is going to be playing with, what? what's it now, like five injuries at once? He's got yeah. an ankle injury. Well, Carolina's past defense until last concussion. week was good. Yeah, and and I mean, and, and they just kind of lie down on offense. So I don't even know if it's as much that their past defense is, is great. Like some of their individual success rate numbers versus the pass per dropback are, are middling, but their run defense is quite poor. And then teams just end up with a really, really low expected pass rate against them because their offense lays down. And, you know, I just kind of foresee this being the type of game where if Jacksonville's able to play from ahead, they just play like a very, very vanilla game, try to keep it safe, try to keep Lawrence from getting more hurt, just kind of run the clock out on the game and try to win like 20 to 13. And, Which you know, they don't need him to do that You can do that against. So yeah. it doesn't feel like a very high ceiling spot. Compared to last week, where even though Lawrence was hurt, I was like, well, floor is really low, but the upside against Tampa secondary is pretty high. Like, I started them everywhere last week. Um, on the contrary, must-win game for Seattle at home. Gets Pittsburgh, who, you know, they have a pass rush, but they can be lit up explosively through the air and on the ground. I think it's a good spot for Geno. That's probably where I'm leaning right now um, at my QB2 slot regardless. And, and I would just hope that we kind of come to a saw off. You know, I, I, honestly, it's weird to say, but like at this stage of the game, I don't feel that much worse about Chino than Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I think Josh Allen and, um, you know, can cross off with Lamar. New England, historically not a great matchup for quarterbacks, but Allen tends to just like destroy them every time he plays them. So yeah, I don't really worry it's, about it too much. Yeah, that's where I think the only thing that might help me is that Diggs might put up another dud. Because when we get into the wide receivers, you're rolling that stack out, which has generally been a scary stack, but not for the last six weeks. So if I avoid the squeaky wheel narrative with Diggs, where I don't know if he's just pissed off Joe Brady or he's hurt maybe and no one really knows it. Something's not right there because they're taking him out in the red zone. They're taking him out in the 10. They're not designing plays for him the same with Brady. 
it almost feels like the offense is working better when he's not the focus, which is not what he wants. So eventually a squeaky wheel game is coming. New England's defense may not be the game for that. I don't know. But I mean, his, his I'm terrified. Against New England are historically incredible. Like last, yeah. his last games against New England, six for 58 and one. So that's yeah. okay. Before that, seven for 92 and one, seven for 104 and one. Going back the year prior, we have uh, seven for 85 and one. Um, game before that, four for 51. So one down game. And then before that, nine for 145 and three, yeah. 692 and one. So he's he tends to light up Bill. Um, yeah. Hope that, that sticks this week. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm definitely not. I'm like never really able to bench digs, but it is getting pretty annoying. The one thing I'm clinging to is like his target share hasn't actually dipped. It's still up over 30% for the last while. Yeah, he's just, just being a used as short area targets. Yeah. Um, which is being concerning. At the same time, <clears throat> like if Josh Allen just throws the ball two yards further last week, instead of it being a bad pick, it's probably a 70 yard touchdown to Stefan Diggs. And then everybody's yeah. like, oh, he bounced back this week because he had a 30% target share and he had a long touchdown. So the hope is that that, that connection finds its way this week. But he's definitely, honestly, he would be the wide receiver I'm fourth most confident in um, of the four that I'm playing this week. He He's being used as tight end one Stefan Diggs again, which is a running joke that I used like the last two years where he's like a top eight wide receiver, but he feels like a tight end one. Um, just when you watch, I hate, I'll be honest. I don't like watching Buffalo play. I think Buffalo is boring as hell to watch the way they run their offense. I just don't like it. Um, that's just me personally. I think I feel the same way about the Eagles. All right. The Eagles are boring as shit to watch. I don't care what you tell me. I can watch the the big AJ Brown plays on highlight reels. Everything else about those games, I could just never watch. I know that the American folks are just being introduced to the QB sneak as an offensive weapon where we have had that in Canada forever, but I want it fucking abolished because it is boring as sin to watch that play 12 times a game, especially when it matters most. I don't care if it's effective and everyone else can do it. It's fucking boring. Anyway, I'm not going to get into a brotherly shove, tush push, um, rabbit hole. It's just boring to watch to me. It just ruins. Yeah. You got to wait five minutes for them to unscramble everyone. And like, imagine the Super Bowl being won on that play and you have to wait five minutes to confirm it. Like it just kills it. It's worse than Joe Buck talking over a celebration. Like it's really bad. Well, let's talk wide receivers. Cause this, you have the edge. This is just a disgusting edge. AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Stefan Diggs, Brandon Ayuk is fucking crazy. Cooper Cup needs to bring his good hands this week. If he drops another two touchdowns, I'm going to throw myself through a window. We have a plus matchup for my Devontae Adams, which I really like. Yes. But then I'm rolling DeAndre Hopkins, who was shit against Houston a couple weeks ago, probably with, uh, I think, Tannehill again this week, from what oh, I'm Levis reading. Levis's practice. So we might have another shit. Hopkins week, uh, the revenge game narrative does not exist with Houston and Hopkins. And then, of course, Derrick Henry, who is also shit against Houston as well. So, And I have no one else. If you're wondering who else is on your bet, no one. This is it. This is what I have. So four versus four, I mean, Lamb, Brown, Ayuk, Diggs, GGs, like, and all good matchups. Brown versus Arizona, like you said with Diggs. I didn't realize that. You got Ayuk versus Washington. Lamb in a must-have game against Detroit. 
all of this is bad news bears for me uh, in the receiving category. So I think this is where the game gets won. This is where the game gets won to me. So I am the underdog. Uh, I mean, the, for the record, everybody, the projection is like three points apart. Tom really loves doing the uh, the underdog bit. Um, I, if you put the two rosters side by side, I'm the underdog this week, period. It's just what it is. So Ayuk, I think, is like is potentially the most important player in this matchup for me because he is in a great matchup against the secondary. I can't believe. That can't last, oh, my God. And he is direct leverage off of CMC. So, like, if we get the 30-point Ayuk explosion game, that probably means that CMC did not have his 30-point. Uh, like, if Ayuk can outscore CMC in that game, that's now, now the pendulum is, is very much in my favor. But I think even so 15 Ayuk points nerfs my McCaffrey game. I mean, I don't know about 15, but it's, it, you know, not like you said, not ever, all of these San Fran guys are going to hit. I'm hoping Ike's not the one that gets squeezed. I love this matchup for him. He's going to be a top DFS play. We talked about yeah. him this morning. Um, I mean, Washington cannot cover anybody deep at all. So, uh, you know, we've all seen Ike play this year. Guy gets they have the lowest blitz rate too. It's so weird. Like, I, I promise you, like... Anytime that Shanahan calls like a deep post or a slug out to Ayuk, like he's going to be open and Purdy is probably going to hit him and he's going to jog into the end zone. And I'm just hoping that that happens a couple times for me in this spot. Um, yeah. You know, I feel great about it. Also, I know it's going to be PTSD for Tom because uh, Ayuk single handedly mm-hmm. won me our semifinal matchup last week in which we went into Sunday Night Football where I had Purdy and Ayuk against his Kittle and Debo. Purdy throws up on himself for three quarters and then I was the game and I was and not Tom even close takes the lead and like it looked it looked so, like I had a big advantage Purdy like self-immolates exits the game both Kittle and Debo were out producing Ayuk for most of the game and then Sam Darnold one read Sam comes in and just spams Ayuk with 15 Debo 15 Debo targets and he caught or 12 four. Debo targets, and he caught four. The thing was, so what was so tilting about that matchup is if Debo just wasn't a beast and went down on that fourth down play, it was fourth and nine. He was stopped fourth and seven. It would have been over. I won the game. But he fought yeah. for the yards, and Baltimore couldn't stop him. He gets the first down, and Ayuk gets three consecutive passes, losses yeah. the game. And it, like that was so. And then uh, the pick, because Debo had a design play leading up to that like the leading up to the Sam Darnold touchdown the first play was a Debo first read and he didn't throw it so I was absolutely just hosed GG's on that one but I think the wide receivers is where you where you have the matchup here I, I really Lamb, do Lamb needs I to need be my McCaffrey he needs to be yes. the guy who gets like the 40 in the I mean and it's it's mm-hmm. similar in that like CMC's in the massive slash spot Lamb's in the massive smash spot in this big game in the dome against Detroit should be back and forth terrible secondary like that's I mean, that's a guy I'm hoping just completely explodes. Um, we'll we'll see if that happens. But I, I need – that's the one where, like, yeah, I, I want 30. I want 40. I want, I want it all from CD Lamb this week. Yeah, and that's where the advantage is. All your receivers have blow-up potential. I need vintage games, which usually is a bad indicator. But Cup and, and Adams have great matchups. The flex spots are scary because you're rolling Diggs and Ayuk in the flex, which is, like – Wild. I'm rolling Noah Brown out thanks to the um, Amari Cooper disappointment game. He might have saved me from myself. But Noah Brown has big game pop. I mean, three of the games he started this year playing more than 70% of the snaps, 
you know, 27 and a half, 24 and 22. And he lit up Tennessee uh, the last time they played on the outside. Tennessee can't stop anybody. So I'm thinking maybe Noah Brown with uh, Stroud back, he could maybe pop for a touchdown, maybe kind of make up some of the deficit here. And then A-Chan versus Henry is like the last flex spot. They're really nursing A-Chan. Like they're, they're like very really that they, the upside is like still 30 points and the yeah. downside is like two. <laughs> right. And with the Baltimore matchup, it, it could be very tough. And then again, obviously Henry versus Houston uh, was absolute dog water. So that's going to be, my hope is that the, I no think the wash banged up most are that we get. And, and I mean, this is like basically a playoff game for these two teams. Cause the winner yeah. of this probably gets the buy. So, I mean, they should look at this as we win this game. We play one less playoff game. So this, this kind of is a playoff game. <laughs> yeah, I think you're. I think you hit that on the head. Like I, I, I'm scared in this. The thing is, is, again, you have the great eliminator in Ayuk versus McCaffrey. You have an absolute monster stack when they when they need it. So I feel like I'm going to be fighting for my life here. Mahomes needs to come through. Like Mahomes needs to have his vintage game against Cincinnati, and Lamar needs to be Lamarvelous this week to secure the one seed. I don't think their pedals coming off the gas. After last week, force a few turnovers from Tua, and it might be GGs for Miami. So we'll see. Uh, that's going to be tough. The tight ends, I feel like, are dead even. I don't uh, know this... who I'm playing yet. I haven't decided. Okay. Well, right now it's Goddard versus Arizona, yeah. which if There's I were you. Between Goddard and Likely. I, I wouldn't. See, the only reason if I'm you, I'd play Likely is to counterbalance my Lamar Jackson, which yeah. probably nerfs that. But. Goddard's usage last week was absolutely disgusting. And then the offense actually looked good after that. And tight ends versus Arizona has been a, a, mm-hmm. a match made in heaven for like a decade. Well, what I wish I wish is I wish that I could make the decision when I had more information. Um, and I'll only have a little bit because we'll only have had CeeDee Lamb play um, prior to these games starting. Because like ideally I would like to play Goddard if I'm a favorite, because then I have him and Brown. So I kind of stabilized some of the Eagles variants. Um, and then likely would be my ideal play if I'm looking like an underdog in hopes that he steals the Lamar Jackson touchdowns and then I can make up a lot of value that way. Um, and then I'm not playing the two Eagles that are anti-correlated against one another, but they're both playing at noon. So um, basically the only piece of info I'll have by that point is what CD Lamb score is going to be. Right. Um, so probably... I would say I'm like 70-30 on the Goddard side at the moment, but uh, that, we'll see. That'll be a game-time decision. And for me, at least I'm lucky that Ingram won't matter if it's Beathard or not. Um, <laughs> the matchup is good oh, versus yeah, Carolina. So many passes. And Beathard is is definitely – he wasn't great with Beathard, but he was definitely able to just PPR his way. So I'm just hoping for another – 12 to 15 from Ingram, who's just been an absolute smash. So I really feel like we're even except for at the wide receiver spot. The quarterback should kind of level out unless Allen goes nuclear. It's can I handle the wide receiver onslaught? The defense. Yes, we play with defenses. Our commissioner and mutual friend Austin refuses to get rid of them because it's just like a running lull joke to him. Uh, even though we all complain about it. I'm rolling out the Colts D, even though they played like absolute trash. But I might switch that because I, I don't want to root for the Colts D, but also have to sweat a Devontae Adams touchdown. Even though the Colts are the third best fantasy defense. Uh, f- uh, sorry, sixth after last week. God, that was bad against Atlanta. Uh, the Or I could play Kansas City versus uh, Cincinnati. Could be interesting both ways, but I mean, it's defenses. Who 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 cares? It could be... 
five or it could be 30 like what the what you got from the jets the other day yeah it's gonna yeah, be well, it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be fun uh it'll be a fun sweat on sunday mm-hmm. um looking forward to it i hope it's close it'd be very fun if uh if we actually go in all the way to the sunday night game uh with a legitimate close result but uh either way pleasure to be back in the finals hoping to take yes. it down um what's the, what's the score prediction What's the score? Oh I don't know. Come on, get get give us because because I have mine. I, I want to know what your score. I I think I know what my team is putting up. Do you want me to tell you what I think my team puts okay, up this what's week? Your, what's all right? What's your team putting up? My team is putting up one fifty six five. Okay, I think I'd sign for that. I think I think I would five five is five is told you're putting up one sixty six one fifty six point five. I think I would take that and uh, and back my boys to try and beat it. I think. Uh, I think we can get to 160. I I have you at 172.4. Okay, we'll see. I, I think that's. I think you that's, said uh, you said 160. I might, I might take you on the spread here. Uh, I might take you on the spread here if we were playing Vegas and you were giving me minus 16. I think I would take you at plus 16. But and uh, you know what? You know yeah. what it is. Uh, the 16. The 16 is going to come from uh, Ayuk and McCaffrey. I think Ayuk is going to keep it close enough projection wise without letting McCaffrey go absolutely ape shit that the uh, 16 points gets made up and Henry could, could pop a five. So man, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. I can't fucking wait to sweat this out with you this weekend. Uh, I wish we could watch it in person, but you're across the country. So uh, I'm just signing out of everything. This, this is how do you handle your championship weekend? Do you just, do you sweat it? Do you just keep an eye on it or do you set it and let it go? No, I fully sweat it. Um, absolutely. I I have I'll have one game on on the TV. I'll have one game on the laptop. Okay. I'll have Red Zone on the other laptop. I'll have my phone out the whole way. I reorganize all my leagues on Sleeper so that all the ones in the championship are all listed at the top. So I can I do the same. Run through and track them throughout the day. After every quarter, I do the tally of like how many <laughs> we're up in, how many we're down in. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, I, we embrace the roller coaster ride fully. Uh, I usually do that. Uh, I'm in the legal record finals as well for the, like only the second time, and I've been hosed every year. I'm actually the favorite there, but I don't believe it. Um, there's just nut matchups across the board because it's the finals, right? So that's that's how it is. I'm signing out. All all my games are going to be done Sunday by like the 3.30 games from both leagues that I really, really care about. I'm I'm signing out a sleeper and I'm just watching the Ravens play. Uh, that's going to be the best way for me, so I'm not distracted. Hate typing into the chat. Well, that's the one thing. That's the one thing I don't do during. Playoffs, I have to. The one thing I don't do during the playoffs is like I, 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 I the home league is, is an occasional exception to this, but like I I do not go through the chat. I I, I don't I don't do a lot of the oh I scored I'm up you, I, oh you win whatever. Uh, number Can one we just talk about that for a second? GG. Yes. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse. Um, it, look, I, I will never give nor accept a GG I- until it's actually over. Like, yeah. Not, not, oh, the early games are over and I'm projected to lose by 20. That's not GG, right? Like, it, uh, we got, there was one league where I got a premature GG at the end of the early games um and 
by the time I think that we were about at halftime of the Eagles Giants game, I think the projection was down to like four points. Um, and I ended up winning, but it easily could not have been the case. Uh, no, the premature GG sucks. It's, it's the worst. It's the reverse jinx. In my yeah. opinion, if anyone says good game before the games are actually settled and then you come back to win, you should you should have to forfeit your, your championship. Uh, you I hate it. it. I, I muted Tom Lee because he GG'd me on Thursday. And I ended up beating him in a miraculous win. I even said, don't you fucking GG me. And I said, if you go back and look through the chat, I go, I'm going to need a Brock Purdy four pick meltdown and McCaffrey to go nuts. And that's what happened. And he was still one 20 yard touchdown pass away to Kittle from still winning. Like that is how insane those circumstances had to be for me to win. And he, that motherfucker GG'd me on Thursday. I hate the premature GGs. Maddie has already tried to premature GG me in in, in the lead. the game hasn't even started yet. We're recording this before the Thursday game. If you premature GG, I'm putting it in the bylaws. That's grounds for expulsion from the league. Um, I hate it. It's so infuriating. Um, it it makes it worse. It makes it worse. But this is a lot of fun. I can't wait, man. Truly. A blessing. Uh, I'm happy that it's us for the first time. I can't wait for Tuesday night when we get back and, and we get to full tilt, if you would, over the results. Best of luck, but not really. Uh, <laughs> most importantly, go Ravens, number one seed on the way. Yeah. The, the one true king of the north and the one true MVP of the National Football League. A lot of fun, man. I can't wait for Tuesday. This is just going to be so wild. Oh, Enjoy yeah. the game tonight, everyone. Best of luck. This pod will be out on the Friday. So I hope you had a great Thursday night game. And until next time, remember that clear eyes for a horse can never lose. Your best days are always spent tilting. Good night.